most of us have like normal stories. And today we're going to go over some true experiences found on the internet and sent in by listeners. Hello, my name is Chase Ryan Christiansen, and welcome to Unnormal Stories. I will try to read each story as they're written, word for word, but I will make exceptions in the case of grammatical errors or profanity. Our first story comes to us by way of Reddit, by user OrganicAd6677. As far as I can remember, I've always been able to see things. One specific encounter stays in my head. I was about seven or eight years old. I shared a room with my elder sister, we both slept on a full-size bed my Tata gifted us. I slept against the wall because she was older and said that I could fall to the floor if I slept on the other end. We always went to bed around 8.30pm on school nights, and my parents always left our bedroom door open. It must have been during September or October because it was quite cool. One night, I was awoken by what sounded like footsteps. I felt pressure on the bed as if someone put their knee down on it because I felt my sister roll down. The only problem is that I wasn't able to open my eyes or turn away from the wall. In my head, I told myself to turn around, turn around, and something responded back in my head. Don't look at me. This conversation went on for what seemed like minutes before I finally was able to gather up the courage to turn around. As I turned to see this being, it was now holding my sister up in its arms, trying to lift her out of our bed. I gasped and pushed my little body back up against the wall. This thing laid my sister back down ever so gently and put its long, pale finger up to its non-existing mouth and said, Shh. I wanted to scream. I wanted to yell for my dad to come help us, but nothing would come out of my mouth. I started to cry without any sound, and right as this thing began to lift my sister up again, I let out the most blood-curdling scream. Dad! Dad! There's something in my room! This thing stared so angrily at me and dropped my sister back down. I must have been about three to four feet in height and was wearing what I could only remember describing as the underwater swimsuit that Scooby-Doo wore in one of his episodes. This thing tiptoed out of our room and disappeared up through our ceiling right before my dad came charging in. I was so terrified, I wasn't able to ever speak about this incident until a couple of years ago. My whole life I thought it was a ghost. It was only when my husband suggested it might have been an alien and its arms were insect-like that's why it walked funny. Well, that's the end of that story. How terrifying it must have been to witness something so otherworldly kidnapping your sister out of your own bed. I can't imagine. This next story comes from Reddit user Kylippy02. I wanted to share my paranormal experiences from the house I lived in for a few years in Oklahoma when I was in high school. My husband is a skeptic and doesn't believe my stories, so I was curious to see what others make of them. My last two years of high school, my dad, stepmom, little brother, stepsister, and I lived in a house that used to belong to my stepmom's mother and her stepfather. So I had been in this house many, many times throughout my childhood. 
When I was seven or eight, my sister and I were staying at this house with her grandma on a summer day when my dad and stepmom were at work. I was in the living room watching TV while everyone else was in one of the back bedrooms playing a card game. From where the couch was, you had a clear view of the hallway that led to three bedrooms and a bathroom. I saw a very tall shadow in the shape of a man saunter down the hallway and into the bedroom across from the one everyone was in. I remember being very scared and ran down the hallway to the room everyone else was in. I never told my family until I was older. Fast forward 10 years. I'm in high school, now living in this house. My boyfriend and I were in my bedroom watching TV with the door open because, you know, strict parent. The only other person home was my stepmom, Jody, who was in her bedroom asleep. My boyfriend casually says, oh, Jody is awake. I said, what? No, she's not. She's asleep in her room. I didn't hear her door open. He looked at me and seemed frightened. He said, no, I literally just watched her walk down the hallway. <laughs> I was annoyed at this point because I knew she wasn't up. We went down the hall and I opened her door. She was sound asleep. He freaked out and swore someone walked down the hallway. I told him my story about the shadow man I saw in the hallway as a child, and he wanted to leave, he was so scared. We were the only two I know of that saw that, but my dad seemed to have always seen what he believed was the spirit of a little girl in our house. He was watching TV in the living room once, and he saw a child's head peek around the edge of the hallway. My baby brother was about five at the time and was in his room asleep. My dad assumed this was my little brother who had gotten out of bed, so he told my little brother to go back to bed, and the child disappeared. This happened two more times, and after the last time, my dad had had enough. He went back to my brother's room and was shocked to find that he was sound asleep in bed. He wasn't pretending either. My dad double-checked. My dad had other experiences with this little girl, which seemed to happen in the kitchen while he was cooking. He claims he would see her standing next to him very close like little kids do if they are being shy. My stepmom was terrified of these types of things and didn't like talking about the paranormal, but one day, with tears in her eyes, she also described this little girl who once even tugged at the bottom of her shirt in the kitchen. My other personal story. It was a weekend and I was still up at like 2am. I went to the kitchen for a drink. When I was putting my cup in the sink, I heard a female voice behind me. Hey. I assumed it was my stepmom and said to her, I didn't know you were awake. I turned around to find nobody there. My last story of our creepy house. My sister and her friend were in her bedroom. I heard a crash and then a scream. I ran back to her room, which was also the one the shadow man went into when I was a child. They were both wide-eyed and scared to death. They said that they were just sitting on her bed and every last knick-knack, clock, etc. flew off her nightstand and onto the floor. It was super weird. Anyway, if you made it this far, thanks for reading my stories. I don't ever remember feeling particularly scared in that house, like I didn't think whatever was there was evil, but I still think about these things often and wanted to share. Well, thank you, Kylippi02, for sharing and letting me read this on the podcast. Personally, I know several people who have seen shadow figures or heard voices. The next story comes from Reddit user Kevin underscore K-O-T-S. When I was 14 years old, I went to a church gathering on Halloween night that was called Hallelujah Night, a Christian alternative to Halloween. My family and I would get there in the afternoon, since we'd volunteer to help set up the booths, cakewalk, candy barrels, etc. But I was mostly there to get first dibs on all of the candy. 
After I finished helping with the usual booth I helped set up, I took a seat on a bench near the main sanctuary. It was my favorite place to sit at since I could see the entire lot and most of all, the beautiful sunset. I pulled out my PSP and was scrolling through some music I had on it when some guy approached me and started a conversation. I've never been a people person, so usually when things like this happen, I keep the conversation short. However, this guy had this weird type of warmth to him, as if he was a friend of mine. As the conversation carried on, I started to ask him if he was new because I hadn't seen him before. He told me that he had been going to this church for years, but left after an incident happened. When I asked him about the incident, he paused, looked at me, and said that there's some things people pick up on that they know aren't normal. Also, that you should never get curious about things that you know you should leave alone. I had a sort of confused look on my face, since I didn't know what he meant at the time. The guy noticed it, and said that I would understand once I got older. I looked down at my PSP that I had in my hand still, and looked back up and the guy was gone. I looked around and couldn't see anyone in the lot, except for a few people still prepping for Hallelujah Night. It didn't make sense. Fast forward to a few months later, I was sitting in the main sanctuary before leaving to do my usual volunteer work on the upper floor of the main sanctuary. The upper floor was a daycare area for kids, so at the end of the service, volunteers would escort the children downstairs, and I would go into each room, shutting off the lights and making sure no children were still up there. I'll never forget getting up to leave to do my usual duties when the pastor started talking about an upcoming funeral. I looked at the big screens on each side of the main sanctuary, and the face of that of the man I was talking to during Hallelujah Night was there. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. To this day, it still seems unreal. I was beyond shook as I made my way out of the main sanctuary, and to the flights of big stairs as I went up to the upper floor. Once I made it to the upper floor, another volunteer had confirmed that all the children were escorted downstairs. She noticed that I looked sort of pale from seeing what I saw in the main sanctuary, and asked me if I was okay. I told her it was nothing, and proceeded to cut off all the lights on the upper floor as she left downstairs. The upper floor was like a giant hallway with doors on each side, and a door at the end of the hallway with a giant window in it. When I came to the last room at the end of the hall, I would always leave the blinds on that big window open since the light always illuminated the dark hallway and made me feel less scared. But as I left the room, I remember feeling panicked. It started freezing and I felt like if I left that room, something was waiting for me in the darkened rooms ahead that was going to jump out and attack me. As I'm trying to muster up the courage to just run for it, I see a small head of a child peek out a couple doors down. It stayed there for a few seconds, but then put its head back into the room. I immediately called out to the child, but no answer. The fear I had a minute ago was gone, as I left the last room to go through the illuminated hallway. I made it to the other room in a matter of seconds, cutting on the lights and searching the entire room for the child I saw. But no one was there. I started getting spooked again as I cut off the lights in that room. Then one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen and experienced happened. As I was leaving the room, I looked back at the last room's window, which illuminated the hallway, and out of nowhere, a massive black mass moved in front of the window, almost covering the light completely. It was darker than black, and its outline, as it covered the light, seemed to be moving. It was enough to scare me to run for my life. I ran the rest of the hallway and down the stairs. I was stopped by one of the ushers who told me not to run, but when I told him what I saw, he looked at me as if I was crazy. Once church was over, I told my parents about what happened on the car ride home. 
and they ended up not believing me since they're skeptics. But I know what I saw that day, and it's something that still scares me to this very day. Thanks again to Kevin for the stories. This next story is about missing time. This story comes to us by way of Artemis Prime 18, also from Reddit. My boyfriend and I had planned a camping trip in Canton, Oklahoma for October 27th through the 28th of 2018. We got to our campsite late in the afternoon and started to set up like usual. Unload the truck, set up the tent, set up our chairs around the fire pit ring and pile the firewood. I was really excited for the fire later because we had brought a huge log that had one of those holes through the center and soaked with some sort of long burning solution. We got all of our comfy stuff tossed into the tent. We set up our lights and speaker and then hung around the fire ring listening to music and talking until the sun went down. Then my boyfriend started a fire with the single giant log I was so excited about. As we were sitting in front of the fire, the sun completely went down at this point. The speaker started to mess up. It was a weird, loud, glitchy static that happened several times, which I had never heard it do before. We figured that maybe it was because the internet was spotty, or because the speaker was too far from the phone it was connected to. So my boyfriend went to check it out on more than one occasion, and couldn't figure out what the problem might be, because we had okay cell service. It started to creep me out, and maybe him as well, but he never said a thing if it did. To change it up, we decided to just leave it alone and ignore the glitchy static, and go open the Fritos and bean dip we brought, and crack some glow sticks on the table. This is where everything ended. I dipped one or maybe two Fritos in the bean dip, opened a pack of glow sticks, and sitting across from me at the picnic table, my boyfriend opened one of the glow stick packs that you make into glasses. He put the connector piece in his nose like it was oxygen tubes. I remember it so clearly. I remember laughing really hard and saying, OMG, get that out of your nose. And the very next thing I remember, I was waking up in the tent. I was in a sleeping bag, nearly all the way zipped up and my boyfriend was next to me, asking if I'd unzip the sleeping bag and share it with him because he was freezing. And that's when we both sort of snapped out of a sleepy daze and looked at each other so unbelievably confused and honestly really, really scared. So we sat there, confused and sort of lost for words. So I said, WTF happened? Why are we here? How? WTF? I didn't know what to say or think, and my boyfriend looked just as confused and scared. And he shook his head in confusion, and it was all over his face, too. Just shock and scared. Then he said, I, I don't know. I have no idea what the freak happened. I just woke up a few seconds before you. I was just laying here flat on my back. No pillows, blankets, nothing. Which, for him, is really weird, because he sleeps with a million pillows. We sat there and talked through what all we had done, and what we last remembered. We remember the very exact same moment of him putting the connector in his nose like a breathing tube and laughing our butt off. I was really freaked out and kind of hesitant to leave the tent. I've never in my life felt so confused. So we laid back down and he wrapped his arms around me and we kept going over what had happened and how it was so weird that it didn't feel like we'd been sleeping on the ground all night. It's pretty typical to wake up from a night in a tent and feel a little achy. So after a while of talking and nothing making sense, I was finally ready to leave the tent. So I started looking around for my jeans and couldn't find them. So I said, what, where the heck are my jeans? This is not unusual for me to sleep in only a t-shirt, but it didn't explain where they were. All of a sudden, I had a really scary flash of the night that I could clearly remember. 
I was sitting at the picnic table. He was squatted in front of me, and I was panicked and crying hard and really scared. I was pulling giant stickers or thorn things from my jeans, and in this memory, my boyfriend was trying to calm me down and comfort me and said, It's okay, babe, you gotta grab them just like this. This very clear memory was like a slap in the face. It had been no more than a 15 second memory. So I tried to explain what just came to me to my boyfriend, and he said, I don't remember that at all. Maybe it was a dream. It made me a little irritated because it was so clear, and I knew for sure that it happened. So he said he'd run out to the truck to grab my bag with clothes in it. I looked out the tent door flap and saw my shoes side by side set there all nice, not flung to the side like I normally would do. But when I looked at my shoes, my right shoelaces were covered in those giant thorn sticker things. So I yelled, Babe, it did happen, it wasn't a dream. And I said again exactly what he said in my memory, and it came back to him too. He remembered exactly and clearly. When he came back to the tent, he looked even more freaked out and said, Your jeans were folded nicely on your seat in the truck. You really needed to come out here. So I got dressed and stepped out of the tent, and the first thing I noticed is everything was left exactly the same as I remembered it on the picnic table. There was a single Frito in the bean dip, the pile of glow sticks I never broke still in place, and the back of my boyfriend opened with the little plastic connector piece he had in his nose right on the table with the other parts. All our firewood was burned, and we had a lot of firewood. It was really silent that morning. We walked to the bathroom, and in doing so, we noticed again that all the surrounding lawns were beautifully manicured. So where did the stickers come from? What the heck happened? How is this even possible? One thing my boyfriend noticed that was not normal for him was that he had no pain when he woke up. He was 82nd Airborne Infantry Paratrooper and wakes up with leg and back pain daily. So I guess that's the silver lining. Were we abducted? Running from something? Why can't we remember anything? We both believe in alien life, but aren't sure if this is what we think it is. Thoughts? I've always been so afraid of the dark, and even more so now, and I will never tent camp again. Neither of us have had any other memories come back to us, and I almost wonder if it's better that way. I'm not looking for answers, I just thought I'd finally share this here. So, who knows what really happened that night to Artemis Prime and her boyfriend. Maybe it was aliens, maybe it was something else, but all we know for sure is that it was unnormal. This next story comes to us from Harry, who experienced this as a child. Harry's story begins. Hello everybody, so I have a couple of events that have happened across my life so far that have been what I would class as paranormal. Just to clarify, I know lots of people say this, but I am a skeptic, always have been, but the events I'm going to share do make me question a lot of things. Anyway, the first story. I must have been about 10 or 11, and I lived in a quiet British suburb. The area I lived in was almost like a semicircle around a small field. There were roads leading off the semicircle down various side roads to other homes. Me and about five other kids used to go to the field and play. There was a small strip of forest at the back of the field, between 5 and 10 meters long. Then behind the forest was a fairly busy road. We would climb trees and do kid stuff. Imagine we were living in trees one day, and then pretending our sticks were swords and we were knights the next day. 
One summer evening at about 7 p.m., we were all shattered from playing all day, so we just sat on the grass, staring into the strip of field, chatting. Now because it was summer, we still had daylight at 7 p.m., so we could see everything. One of my friends had suddenly stopped talking and was just staring into the forest. We all followed his eyeline and saw amongst the trees three figures. They had almost no substance to them, almost as if they had been made of jet black smoke, and they all had different heights. When I talk about it nowadays, I describe it as though there's a man, a woman, and a child. We all sort of sat there, just staring. Of course, with our stupid child brains, we didn't really think too much to question it. If it had happened today, I would have run over to see what the heck was going on. I remember we sat there in silence, just staring. I remember the birds were silent, the gentle breeze had stopped, and it was like the entire village was holding its breath. But we didn't feel scared. It might have been because we didn't know what we were looking at, but we didn't feel threatened. It was like they suddenly appeared, and that was just fine. One of my friend's mums called him in for dinner, which broke us out of our weird trance. So we all decided to say goodnight and meet up again tomorrow. The next day, I walked over to the field at about 11am, and two of them were already over there, staring down at the spot where we had seen the figures. My friend pointed to the floor, quote, Someone's burned the forest. Sure enough, right where they had stood was a large, burnt circle. It had lines in it not too dissimilar from some sort of labyrinth from an aerial view. And that was that. We never questioned it or really discussed it ever again. But I cannot explain it. My brain now would think, oh, it was probably some teenagers mucking about and they burnt the ground. But that still doesn't explain the weird silence or the odd texture of their being. I have two more quick stories relating to the paranormal, but I will put them in a different post so these aren't too long. I would love people's thoughts on what this could have been. I have tagged this post as shadow people and I am not sure what the best tag would be apart from this. Thanks. Harry has some other stories on Reddit under his username, Stormix1357. So what did Harry see that day? What were those shadow people? What were the strange markings left behind, and what did they mean? If you have any ideas, go ahead and email me at unnormalstories at gmail.com. One final set of stories before we end the episode. This comes to us by way of user illustriouslime965. Hey all, this is my first post, and I was driven to this after listening to Reddit ghost stories on YouTube. As the title says, I'm an atheist. I was raised Christian and truly can't bring myself to believe in God. I genuinely can't, but that's a whole other story. Anyways, growing up I've always had a deep fascination with ghosts, and being Latina, my family has always been superstitious. I'll tell of three stories, one of which is the most profound, and the other two were simple, but bone-chilling at the time. I have many more stories, but this is to save time. Encounter 1. I used to live in Colonial Heights, Virginia specifically in Conjurer's Neck. The area is home to the old brick house, which I lived very, very close to, and was a battleground for both the Civil War and the Revolutionary War. The entire area had always given me the creeps as a kid, and the old brick house itself always had local lore with the neighborhood kids. There's a million dead bodies in that house. If you go in, you'll fall through the floor and become a ghost, etc. 
One day I was riding my bike alone, I must have been around six or seven years old, and I saw the neighborhood cat, Moonlight, sitting at the edge of her owner's driveway. She was the prettiest little black cat with white markings and would always allow me to give her a quick pet. This day she was spooked by me and ran to the back of the owner's house. Me, being a stubborn kid, wanted to catch her to give her a pet. I got off my bike and led it up the driveway, not letting go sight of moonlight. Once I get to the back porch area, I see the cat right underneath the porch, and I'm trying to reach for her. I give up after realizing it isn't worth scaring her more with unwanted attention, and decided to head back to biking. When I stood up and turned around to look toward my bike, this giant black figure was looming over me. It was pitch black and in the silhouette of a man. It didn't have features. Just imagine a blacked out thing, and that's what it was. The edges were clean lines. I stared straight at it for a good few seconds, which lasted an eternity in my mind, and immediately started crying, sprinting as quickly as I could to my mother, immediately telling her what I just experienced. I realized I left my bike there and started crying out of fear that I'd have to get it, or that that thing stole my bike, but my mom had sent my brother to get it. This was during the day, and I've never seen something like that since. I've always thought it was probably either a confederate soldier or a spirit of a native, since there was a burial right by the brick house. But I don't know. It really scared me nearly to death. Encounter 2. I was living in Massachusetts with my mother and brother. Ever since the first day we moved in, I hated the house. It was a classic, scary-looking house, and had all the hallmark haunted house tropes. My mom had her share of experiences of the house. I didn't have many that I could remember, but on our last night living there, the three of us were in the kitchen. We were just kind of reminiscing on the time we had at the house. The kitchen connected to the living room through a hallway on one side and a doorway on the other. Where we stood, we couldn't see into it. We were going to sleep on the couches since that was the only thing not packed. And my mother reminded my brother to close and lower the blinds so that no one could see us sleeping. He brushed it off and said he'd get it later. A few minutes go by of us talking and this loud bang comes from the living room. My mom freaks and my brother runs into the living room, prepared to fight. He goes in guns blazing and goes completely silent once he's in the living room. We are both curious of what's going on and decide to go in. He's standing a foot away from the doorway to the kitchen, staring at the three windows over the couches. All of the blinds were down. They were previously pulled all the way up, which was the way we had them for the majority of our days there. That had never happened before and none of us talked about it. We simply went back into the kitchen and tried carrying on normal conversation. I didn't get much sleep after that. Encounter 3 I was living in my house in Florida. I moved a lot, as you can tell, and I was swimming in the pool in our backyard. I was home alone and it had just taken off my goggles. I sat them on the pool fencing railing, which were to the right side, and hopped back into the pool. This was also during the day. I was swimming underwater and went back to the spot near where I put my goggles. My goggles suddenly fly to me and land right in front of me, coming from the complete opposite direction from where I put them. I got so scared, but I thought maybe my parents got home. No one was there. The back door leading into the house was never opened, nor did I hear it close. I later looked around the house and no one was home. I have many more stories from that house. It's what started my episodes of sleep paralysis, but I won't get into that now. With all these experiences, I don't understand how I can simply not believe in God. I feel I have a pretty good idea of what happens after death, but none involve heaven or hell. 
Just a remembrance of the best and worst memories in my life. I also don't like the idea that someone truly good can be sent to hell simply for not believing. If anyone can relate, please sound off. <laughs> a special thanks to everybody who let me read their stories this episode. If you have a story that you want me to read on the podcast, go ahead and send me an email at unnormalstories at gmail.com with your story. I might just feature it on the podcast. Keep in mind that the story that you send me doesn't have to specifically relate to anything that we've talked about on the show. It can, but as long as it's unnormal, then I want to hear about it. If it's a ghost story, an alien story, a cryptid story, you know, like Bigfoot or Mothman or... Maybe you saw a gremlin. I don't know. As long as it's unnormal, go ahead and send me an email telling me about it at unnormalstories at gmail.com, and I might just feature it on the show. If you have any ideas or suggestions for uh, topics for episodes where I do my own research, go ahead and let me know, and I might just do an episode about that topic. If you want to send me resources that you found or something that you find interesting, go ahead and send me an email at unnormalstories at gmail.com, and I might just do an episode about it. Uh, if you don't want to send me resources and you just have a topic, that's fine too. Go ahead and send me an email. Uh, I'm pretty open to what I research, so whatever you want to send me is fine probably, as long as it's unnormal. I've been your host, Jace Ryan Christiansen, and this has been Unnormal Stories. Keep looking for that unnormal truth.